Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 250. I am on a total high right now, which is how I always feel when I have a call with a business coach. And over the years, I've shared about how I've taken tons of online courses, I've joined masterminds, and how I've chosen mentors carefully. And this year, I wanted to take a different approach because as someone who can get excited easily when it comes to business, I wanted to protect my head and my heart space so that I can give myself the time to be a present mom while still getting excited about my business, but not being frantic or wanting to work around the clock. And I've shared a lot about that on social media just as I've transitioned into motherhood and this new season. Now, we have to enter and introduce Dean Graziosi. I heard Dean speak about a year ago when I was at an event, and there was something just different about him. First off, he has the most beautiful eyes. (laughs) Don't worry, Drew thinks so too. But the other thing about Dean is that he's been in this business world for a few decades, and he still lights up when he talks about what he's doing. Like his excitement is palpable. And I was in Puerto Rico a few weeks ago. I was a dean and his beautiful fiance, Lisa. And we started a lot of conversations about my business and we text almost daily, specifically and mostly cute baby photos and wedding plans. But today I hit record on a coaching call with Dean. And I wanted Dean to kind of speak into my life. I wanted to ask him more specific questions, follow-up questions. And he is a mentor that's been speaking into my life for a year now, but I wanted to kind of let you guys in. And I always record calls like this so I can go back and listen again because in the heat of the moments, I'm usually scribbling down notes so fast and thinking through things as we're talking about them. But after the call, I asked you guys if you wanted to listen in and pretty much everyone said yes. So I prepared a lot for this call because when you're getting an hour of someone who's really important and you get that hour of their time, you don't want to waste a single second of it. And my brain has been milling a lot since our mastermind in Puerto Rico. I'm asking some really meaningful and raw questions for where I'm at and where I'm going. And I'm being really honest about how I'm feeling about things like selling and scaling. Anyways, I'll stop explaining and I'll let you listen in on our unscripted, unrehearsed, raw unedited, I don't know how many other ways to say that call between me and my business coach and mentor, Dean Graziosi. And I'm so fired up about this call and the way it inspired me and it focused me 
And I hope you feel the same way too after hearing this coaching session with Dean and his approach to things. And listen, Dean isn't just a business coach to me and people who have reached a seven-figure level. You can learn from him too. I've seen some of the behind the scenes of a program that he and Tony Robbins are working on together. And if you listened to my interview with Tony already, you've heard a little bit about it. But this training truly blew my mind to the point where I've already invested. I like threw my credit card at it so fast and saved my spot because I want what they're putting together. These are some of the most brilliant businessmen in the world, and they know a lot of things that I don't know. And so if you want more Dean, if you want to be coached by him, or if you want to hear about my newest educational purchase, head to www.jennaslink.com and sign up because they're doing a free live webcast to talk about what they've been working on. And my seat is saved. So I'd love to have you slide up to the table right next to me and learn from two of the most brilliant men in business. One more little note before we get into this. Gold Digger has been an all-women, all-the-time podcast up until Tony Robbins broke the mold on our last episode. So why men? Why now? I want for you to see the mentors that I'm bringing into my life. You want to know a fun fact about me? 90% of the mentors I've taken into my life are men because they can fill in gaps that I struggle with. They think about things differently. They teach me differently. And so I wanted to to show you guys, like, who am I letting speak into my life? You're letting me speak into your life right now. Who am I letting influence me in my life? And guess what? It's generally men. I mean, I just sat at a table that had two women and all men, and we talked about business. And I deserved a seat at that table, and you deserve a seat at this table too. So when Dean gets you all fired up after eavesdropping on her coaching call, save a spot with me at jennaslink.com. Pretty sure they're going to break the internet with this live webcast. Again, it's free. All right. No more delaying. I am slightly terrified, but mostly incredibly pumped for you to hear me getting coached by the amazing Dean Graziosi. So here we go. A gold digger first. I cannot wait to hear what you guys think about this show. You're listening to the Gold Digger podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts. Listen in on honest conversations and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. All right. Hey, Dean. Are you there? Yeah, what's going on? Hi, I'm so excited to talk to you today. I feel like I have been running through numbers like a crazy woman trying to get ready so that I had the best three questions to ask you for your time. No, listen, before we get started, I have to tell you, the, the baby picture you posted yesterday, oh my God. No, no it's ridiculous. I, my family, Lisa looked at it for like 15 minutes and she was like, oh my God, like we were going to have to speed up the time we were going to have a baby <laughs> Based on the picture you sent yesterday. I'm really thankful for that because you guys are going to make the cutest babies. But also it's like this morning, I mean, I have only been able to start work. It's noon. So I'm like just starting work right now because I do mom life all morning, which is like my favorite time of day. But now it's like I'm retraining my brain to get into work at a later time. So 
like our flow is so different and that adjustment is so different and it's like the best of both worlds but it's like all of a sudden I'm like oh my god it's noon I gotta call Dean and I have like spit up all over me and laundry going and it's just a totally different life so I'm excited for you guys to walk through it so that when I call you for these calls you are like in the thick of it like me (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited for today so let's get to it Okay, perfect. So I kind of went through and I've just been doing a lot of thinking since we were together in Puerto Rico. And and a lot of the questions that I asked you, I kind of want to extrapolate on a little bit because I feel like now that I've had a little bit of space, I've been able to think about things a little bit differently. And there are still some blocks that I feel like are kind of holding me back from like continuing to grow. So the first thing that like when I close my eyes and think about Puerto Rico, I am immediately brought back to after dinner when I brought up the comment and you called me on my crap and I said, you know, my audience doesn't like to be sold to. I have this block on selling because I think I'm so empathetic that I know that people have been burned by purchasing things or like attending webinars where they get confused. And my whole thing is like, I want to sell honestly and I want my pitches to be these invitations and not feel apologetic about it. And I feel like you started to say something amazing and then were, was interrupted. So walk me through this mindset shift because I feel like that's what needs to happen. Yeah, so so I, I get this question asked a lot. And I have to tell you, it's an evolution. I, I've been selling for over 30 years, which sounds crazy, but I started you know, with just cars, like used cars. Yeah. I got going. And, and here's what I would say, Jenna, is... is the biggest secret to selling and doing it through an authentic, uh, passionate way that doesn't come across salesy or you feel like you're hurting someone is first, and you do this already, this is why I called you out on it, is you have to love what you provide so much that you know you're doing a disservice to every single listener if you don't get their credit card. And, and I know that sounds, you may have heard that before, but I want you to look at it this way. You said something a minute ago, you said, and it's just true. There's so much crap out there. The internet is amazing. Social media, amazing. But it's also given access to anybody with a phone or computer to pretend they're the expert, to pretend they care, all some crap, to get on a 90 minute waste of your life webinar. That's a sales pitch, right? So we know that's happening. So here's what I believe for what you do and how much you love the people who follow you, the people who are on Instagram, on Facebook, or a part of your courses, a part of your next level training, how much you love them and the value you provide. You know what I just found out yesterday? I had no idea. My nephew, who's in the wedding photography business, yeah. has paid you for every course that you have. What is the <laughs> And his business has tripled cool. since you. This Aww. is all I never t- I didn't even tell you this in, in Puerto Rico because I had I didn't know. He was like, I just, you, you know, Jenna, I'm like, he was losing his mind on what he did for his life. This is a kid who graduated top of his high school, valedictorian, went to top level school, literally has a degree to be a rocket scientist, but his passion is photography and he quit it all to be a photographer. He was struggling because until he met you. Now, here's what I want you to think about. There's a million of hunters. His name is Hunter Sheldon. There's a million of Hunter Sheldons out there, right? Hunter was struggling. He was struggling. He was great at photography, didn't know all the rest. He gave you money, money he barely had, and his life changed forever. If you didn't take his money, Jenna, he would still be struggling, or worse yet, he would have got on some jackass 90-minute training from someone else and bought some other shit education. Excuse my language. 
So, <laughs> so I want you to really think about Hunter and the, the thousands of Hunter's lives you've impacted. It's not like, here's the thing. If you have value, the only way you can get people to take action is to sell. So I want you to remember Hunter and all those people, because if you didn't persuade him to give you a credit card, you wouldn't have been able to change his life. And because there's so much crap out there, I'm going to help you through our coaching. You need to step up your game on how you persuade and how you get people to engage. Because here's what I know, and, and I can go in so many different directions here. So please stop me if you need, want to clarify. No, this is good. But inspiration doesn't do crap. Literally, if people don't pay, they don't pay attention. I was literally just looking through Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, one of the, like the grandfather of personal growth, right? And it said, especially uh, Americans, but the whole world, we don't put a value on free stuff. And our buddy, you know, who, who was in Puerto Rico, Trent Shelton, I told Trent the same thing. How many times do you have people watching you for years being inspired by you? But Trent's intent and your intent Jenna, is not to just inspire people that are listening, inspire people who watch you. You want them to dig in, take action, and transform. You're not in the inspirational business. You're in the transformational business. And I'm telling you right now, one of the things you have to remember is if you don't get them in to engage, you don't get them to vote with their credit card and pay for it, they're just going to watch you and be inspired, and they're going to go right back to the life they had. And if they loved it, they wouldn't have been following you in the first place. So the first thing, Remind yourself how great your products are. Remind yourself. If you got to look every day at the Hunter Sheldon stories, because I know you got more than probably most people on the planet, read all those stories because those are the ones that can make you say, wow, if I don't sell authentically, if I don't pe get people engaged today, tomorrow's going to be no different, right? What's Albert Einstein's quote, the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Like if you don't get them to pay, they won't pay attention. They'll be inspired and life will be tough. And, and listen, I wouldn't share that with anybody who I didn't think cared at the level you do, because it's kind of an unfair advantage because what most people study, Jenna, and again, stop me at any time. What most people study though is sales tactics. Like when should I anchor the person? When do I bring up the sale? When do I tie them down? When do I do the close? How many bonuses? I think I should do a stack and I should give all this away free. And then I should put a limiter on it. And then I should tell them they can't have it. <laughs> learn all the tactics, right? But you know what? There's not many people on the planet that outsell me. And I don't follow any of that. You know what I follow is I remember what it was like to struggle. And so do you. I remember what it was like underdog. I remember what it was like when people told me I couldn't. I remember what it was like to feel like I had nobody in my corner, that my parents told me and my family told me to stop being a dreamer. I didn't have the education. I didn't have the resources. I didn't have the money. I remember all those feelings. And when I'm, it's time for me to offer a product, I tap into those emotions and I don't want to let anybody off the hook. Because if I didn't buy Tony Robbins course over 20 years ago, where I gave him money and he gave me information and it transformed my life, I don't know what I'd be doing. Self-education. Paying for speed transformed my life. So there's a million different tactical things I could tell you, like when the buy button comes up and how many times to offer it. All that stuff is really easy. Being authentic, caring at the deepest level possible, remember what it feels like to be in the shoes of the people on the other side and providing them a path and a plan. You remember that before you're going to offer your next product and your sales will like exponentially grow, like exponentially. 
I feel like, well, one, I want to contact your nephew because that's so cool. And I feel like a lot of times we kind of get away from like remembering that because it's like you create programs and you create them so intentionally and thoughtfully and well, and you put them out there. And then, you know, we revisit our content all the time. Like we're always updating, but you kind of forget how good it is in a sense um, or like how much time you spent building that. But one thing that, you know, it's funny because when I left Puerto Rico, I was just thinking a lot about like the difference between the men and women there. And really, it was just like me and Rach and obviously yeah. all of the amazing spouses and stuff. But none of you men ever once said like, I'm afraid to sell or my audience doesn't like selling. And I like it left me being like, is it something about like women? Why are we so apologetic? Like what is up with us? You guys weren't apologizing for it. Yeah. Well, first off, we've been in it. Most of the guys have been in there a little longer, but no, Trent yeah. felt the same exact way. Exactly the same. Anthony Trucks felt exactly the same. But yeah, if you're around me and it's someone that I know is making a massive impact, you have to shift fundamentally. Like I got, I want to tell you this story. So I got invited to speak at an event where it was all women entrepreneurs, a couple thousand amazing women in the audience crushing. So I, I asked this question and I'll, I'll ask you this. Like I said, who in here is an entrepreneur? Who's going to go to the next level? Who wants to make impact on the world? Who wants to take care of their family, their life themselves on a whole nother level? Audience went nuts. These women were playing full out. They were incredible. And I said, out of all of you that raised your hand, which is pretty much all of you, who in here has even a fraction of apprehension or even a disdain for selling? I was like 95. Everyone. They all yeah. raised their hand. So I saw this one girl raise her hand and she, so I, I called on her and I said, I said, okay, so you have your own business. What do you do? She's like, I help moms right after they have babies, get back to feeling like a woman again. Cause we can all get sucked into being a mom. We can all get sucked into being judged. Like we lose our identity. I want to help them get their hair, their emotions, their feelings. I want them to be badass moms, but continue to be the incredible women. There. I mean, this girl lit up on what she was doing. You could tell her yeah. I said, tell me a story. So she tells me a story about this woman and she was depressed and, and all this stuff. And she spun her and made her look beautiful and made her feel beautiful and all this stuff. So she gets done. And I said, so selling? She goes, oh no, I, I don't like to sell. I said, so you suck at what you do. And she looked at me like I was, in, I said, no, in front of thousands of other women. I said, so you suck? She goes, no, I don't suck. I said, then you don't like it? She goes, I just shared with you a story. It's my whole life. I said, if you don't sell, how are you going to help women? I said, think about this. You are doing, there's, there's women right this second, right now, going through postpartum depression or feeling bad about themselves or feeling they lost their identity. And because you don't have the nerve to sell, you're screwing her over. Right now, she's going to stay depressed and, and not feel good about herself for maybe two years or worse yet. She's going to watch some hype ass uh, webinar with someone who doesn't care as much as you. And she's going to have the wrong guidance. Do you really want to be responsible for letting that woman down? And I just watched everything fundamentally change in her. And she's like, no, I don't want to let him down. I said, well, then get your the skills to be authentically selling and sell. Because the only way you could change her life is if she gives you a credit card to get your services. And I, I just, I lived this because I could tell her passion. And I watched an entire 2000 women completely change. I went through how we hesitate when we sell, like, and you're right. I watch everybody do this, but a lot of times I'll see, I'll watch a woman who's really amazing at what she does. Like ask her, how do you help people overcome stress? Oh my God. Like living the experience, right? This is what I do. I do this three part. I make it tactical. I give them a framework. I do this. 
But then if you ask that same woman to say, okay, now I want you to sell your services. All of a sudden, like a snap of a finger, Jenna, they become a different person. They're like reserved. If they're on Quiet, withdrawn. If they're on stage, you back up three steps, like physically back up, right? (laughs) And then you go, well, you know, I really love helping people. And, you know, I'm not really good on sales, so I'm not worried about. So if you want my services, um, you can just, um, you know, go to this website. And you know how many people buy? None. Because you don't believe in yourself. What I'm going to share with you, Jenna, is when if I know what you do for people. I, I listen to my nephew. I see the person you are. I know how much you care. When it's time to sell, you have to remember that and you got to lean into it. You can't let people off the hook. If they need you, you're obligated to get them engaged. I know I could give you a million sales strategies. It's 30 years over a billion dollars in sales. I know how to sell. But I'm telling you from your heart, you don't have to be a masterful saleswoman. You just have to get rid of that that slight little apprehension to sell. And if you start saying, wow, if I got a thousand women listening, a 10,000 women listening, if I don't get them engaged in what I do, I'm really screwing them over because life is going to stay the same. Nothing's going to change. And when that shifts, you watch sales will go to a different level without you doing anything different because people feel authenticity. People feel when they care. The world has been exposed to so much crap with social media. Everybody and their brother is an expert and they're 90% 90% of them are full of shit and people know it. Our full of shit radar, our compass is so, so like in the forefront of our minds now more than ever. So just be the best version of you and don't apologize for the sale. Help these women. Okay. I, I feel I'm ready. Like, and I, I feel like too, I've done a lot of that like self work in order to get to that point. It's just always a good reminder because I feel like we make excuses for our audience out of empathy, but really when we look at it the other way, it's like you just have to flip that script. And I feel like it's like I need to write a mantra down every day or just something. So just to keep driving that home, because I don't feel bad about selling my programs. I just I like feel like there's this weird thing that is like a lie that we believe about yeah, not and people. I, you wouldn't be at the level of success you are. I'm going to cut you off, but you wouldn't be at the level of success you are if you felt bad about your programs. You didn't right. believe in them. You already do amazing, but there's another level for you. There really is. There's another level. Like, so have you ever been on stage and offered any of your products or courses from stage? No. Mm-mm. You haven't? Nope. Okay, so have you spoke on stage though? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've spoke. I've yeah. just only ever sold online. Okay, so have you ever when you're on stage? This is the last part. Any other questions? Sorry, I get passionate about this because no, this is good. like you I know the going. world needs more Jenna. Like literally, that's how I got Trent. I'm like the world needs more Trent. Like you can't help them unless you get them engaged. But when you're on stage, did you ever have the two voices going on in your head? Like you're sharing, you're sharing from your heart. And then you're looking at the person in the third row to the right. And like, why is she falling asleep? Like everybody yeah. else is excited. Did you ever have both conversations? Oh, yeah. Going? oh it's yeah. Crazy. Like, you like want to break like that one person that just has a straight face or like the one dude yeah. that shows up in a room full of women. And you're like, how can I get to that person? Yeah. And, and, but so there's these two conversations going on, but here's what I know also I want your second conversation to change when it's time to sell, because I know when people are on stage or even selling online, you're in flow, you're sharing. And then you're thinking in your head, okay, now it's time to go to the call to action. Did you ever have that feeling? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got the shift, the transition. I get, yeah. I got to get to the sales slides now. Shit. Okay. Uh, okay. How am I going to do this? And you start thinking about it and you questioning yourself as actually lowering, even if it's a 
small decimal amount. It's lowering the confidence people are going to have in the way you present it. So what I'd love, if anything else from this conversation, right before you get to the call to action, whether you're on stage or online, I want you to start thinking, wow, this is the time I get to impact their lives. This is the time I get them engaged in something that will take their life to another level. Damn, I'm excited to share this with them. I work my ass off to create this. Let's get it. Let's do it. Let's get people engaged. And all of a sudden, when you roll into that call to action, it won't be something that you're dreading. In fact, I would love for it to eventually become something you can't wait to get to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. I have another clarifying question. I feel good about this part. So when we were in the van ride that everyone got car sick in, <laughs> I said, I just want to ask like three questions. And then you turned around and you're like, all right, like, what's your question? And I feel like we can kind of keep going on the conversation that was started. And so I feel, so I have four online programs. Three of them are in Evergreen, so they're running. And that was mostly set up for maternity leave just so that we could really keep serving while I was taking the break. And I think one of the power struggles that I'm having, and and I know you're entering a new season of your life too, so maybe you'll be facing this as well, is just like I am not willing to sacrifice my life. And the way that I teach things is I want to give people the freedom, like the freedom I had this morning to spend the last four hours with my child. And so I'm just wondering, like, how do I keep growing or scaling without having to like be the one pushing or putting in 10 hour days or like the one that's always tied to everything. I feel like I either need to hire more people to help me execute or create more offers that can run. I just don't know what the obvious way to move is, I guess. Yeah. So there's a lot of different directions, but if I was going to look at the, if I was going to suggest what would be the most impactful without uh, the most work on you without you know, doubling, tripling the size of your company, because we find, just so you know, there's these sweet spots in a company, right? Like you get to a certain level and you're making massive impact on people's lives and you're doing well financially. And then you go, let's go to the next level. And all of a sudden your growth numbers go up, but your net drops significantly. And that's just, that's just the juggle of an entrepreneur. And that's why you just always have to watch. But what I'd suggest is if you think about this, right? Some people are happy with an associate's degree, Some people want a bachelor's, some people want a master's, and some people want a doctorate, right? And there's depth of training. Some people you could, uh, and and I don't mean to talk to you like you don't understand all this, but I I just, it's the way I share. So I hope you don't. No, 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 this is good. If you took a college course, some people you could say, here's all the books, here's all the assignments, come back at the end of the semester with everything done, right? The majority of people need a teacher. They need a a coach. Basically they need someone to keep them accountable, to stay on course, to answer questions, to make sure they did their homework, to make sure that they, they stumble, but they don't fall and stay down. Right. They need the professor. Right. And other people don't. So what I'd suggest is a thought process of some, like, think of it this way. Some people have the green American express. Some people have the, the gold. Some people have the platinum. Some people have the black card. Right. And Some people are not going to stop until they get the black card. And I want you to think of your education and what you teach people as you have an amazing, amazing ability to teach people to go to another level. It's why you've had such great success. But there's a lot of people that you don't understand. You're doing a disservice because they want more. They want that next level. They want their handheld. They want a coach. They want to be able to ask questions on another level. So what I would consider is this, that it's not all on you. 
is would you say that you have like my nephew Hunter? I mean, I know you have so many, but would you be able to list or your team five students of yours that have just dominated? They got your strategies and just transformed their life. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah, for sure. Right. And there's probably 500, but let's just, here's what I did. And I'll just share what I did and, and ask me any questions on how you can alter it. But yeah. I found, I started with two, then I went to five. I ended up having 80 by the time I was done. I found students of mine who got my courses, got my training, were A players and just went out and killed it. And I asked them if they wanted to be a part of helping change more people's lives. And I kind of let them in the back door. I allowed them to post uh, at the time on my website. I, I gave them you know, access to a lot of places and new trainings. And I, I invited them to my office and I had powwows with them. And what I did is I made them my coaches. I found people who were not only successful, and this is the key, and I, I'd write this down. I found people who were successful and simultaneously had a burning desire to impact the world and help others. So they had transformation and it was so transformational. They wanted to share it with other people. So where would these, where, like in terms of, sorry to interrupt you, in yeah. terms of like people taking courses, then this would be like the next step up. So this would be separate from the courses we're already doing, like in addition to. Right. So, so say okay. someone, tell me one of your most popular courses. So the email list building course is like our bestseller right now. Okay. So email list building course, amazing thing for people to have, right? Email is yeah. one of the top ways. Most of my revenue comes through email and people don't realize it. They think email's dead. It's everything, right? Right. So, so think about this. Someone gets that course and takes it as far as they can. There are yeah. eight players who get that course that go, this is great. I want more. I want to know how to do it bigger, better, faster. I want to scale my yeah. business from a hundred grand a year to a hundred grand a month. They need next level capabilities, right? What gets you out of yeah. Egypt isn't what takes you to the promised land. So think of, think of if you just started there, you find people who got your email list building course, find the A players, find people who that are in, went through that course, changed their life and they have a desire to serve. Create a curriculum for them to be your next level coaches. So again, I'm just throwing this out, but imagine if you did a nine or 12 week course where they got on the phone one-on-one and there was an actual curriculum, not like life coaching where you go, Hey, how you doing, Jenna? Um, how'd your week go? It's like, no, today we're going to talk about writing headlines and copy that get clicked on. And all of a sudden there's when they can work with one-on-one on writing headlines, writing copy. How do you get people to open and then click through? This is what headlines look like. You got to enter conversations already going on in the mind of your prospect. You need to let them feel understood. And they give them an hour training. And then at the end, they can ask questions. Go, Oh my God, that's amazing. What time of day should I send this out? How do I send? Okay. And when they click on it, what do we do next? Oh, that's next week. Right? So I would consider creating a six, nine or 12 week deep dive live one-on-one with some of your top students. And I would sell that to those clients because it's, again, it's not like, oh, I'm going to sell it to them. No, there is a percentage, I would bet to say 10 to 15% of the people who get that course are dying for that. They want the professor, they want the coach. Now, if you had nothing going on and didn't have a baby and you were bored to tears, you could do the training yourself. (laughs) I never set things up that way because, because listen, these are students who went through the process. They're walking testimonial and they have a passion to give back. They will rock it for your students. And that's valuable. It's hands-on. So that's one of the things I would consider is a coaching, a coaching program. 
And then simultaneously, you could do a, a twice a year deep dive mastermind. If you wanted to, to head that, that could be the highest level thing where people pay significant amount of money to spend four days a year with you. You know, and yep. in March, they come to your town and they spend two days with you. And in October and November, they come to your town, and spend two days with you. They become part of a tribe. They become part of your next level. So you have your courses. The next level up would be coaching with your top students and the highest tier for the real badass. They get to come to your town and hang out with you four days a year. Yeah, I like that. And I think, too, it's like we're already doing a lot of it. We're just I think I just need to maybe for our next call, I can like sit down and map out what that vision would actually look like, because I think I'm just so hesitant to take on too much right now. But I have all these ideas. It's like, man, some of it just sounds like so much work. And I know that it would pay off and that it would make sense. But I love thinking of like that value ladder and just keep on inviting people up. Yeah. And here's what I'd share with you. There's nothing wrong with any of it. Like there's two types of entrepreneurs. There's lifestyle entrepreneurs and accomplishment-based entrepreneurs. And both are amazing. And one is not better than the other. If I was going to go all the way upstream, which I love talking about anchors and habits and really understanding who you are and your values, is if you're if you want to be a lifestyle entrepreneur and build an income, like say the income you have right now, the impact you're making on the world right now is perfect for you. You get to live the way you want, be the mom you want, be the wife you want to be be the leader you want to be, then maybe you're a lifestyle entrepreneur and you'd be cool with that income for the rest of your life as long as you can maintain your lifestyle. So then I would build a company around not letting this slide because if you're not climbing, you're sliding. So you can't just set it and forget it, but protect what you're doing. Yep. Accomplishment-based entrepreneurs, that, that's what I am. I'm kind of addicted to what's next. <laughs> I can't stop. Like I, I literally thought if I got for a million years, 10 million years, I'm like, 50 million a year. And then I broke a hundred million a year. And I'm like, oh, we're just getting freaking started. <laughs> I'm working on a project with Tony Robbins right now. I'm not kidding you, Jenna. I'm working literally night and day. Like I know, that's what I asked you. I'm like, I'm like, how are you alive right now? Like, what are you doing? You know, I'm, I'm working harder than I've ever worked in my life, and I'm okay with it because I know the impact I'm gonna make when I'm done, right? So yeah, yeah. From the outside world, people think I'm insane. Like I could check out right now. The hell would I do with myself? I'd be like an annoying dad, like at meetings and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I, I would just consider that, and maybe there's some something somewhere in the middle. But listen, you just had a baby. You're an amazing yeah. mom. You have an incredible relationship. Like, give yourself a break. If you want to just maintain, maybe you just say for the next twelve months, you set the yeah. foundation for all of this. Right? Get your coaching curriculum made when time allows. Get the right yeah. coach board when time allows. Let me help you with the framework for a, a kick-ass mastermind. So you have the framework in 12 months, not three, in 12 months, we're going to launch this. That would be hardly any stress over 12 months to launch that, but that's next level. Like I'll tell you right now, your revenue, if you launch those two things, your revenue will more than double without spending one more dollar on advertising. I'll give you that. That's, that's real numbers. Well, I honestly, I feel like you just almost made me very relief filled because I feel I was talking to a friend yesterday. She was asking me how Puerto Rico went and she's in the business world. And I was like, you know, like I was like, I feel like I had the most balance out of anyone there in terms of life. And like that, I 
you saying the difference between like accomplishment based and lifestyle that actually is very freeing to me because I'm like am I just like not driven am I because I'm very like right now I'm just very happy and fulfilled and content and it doesn't mean I want to stop creating because my brain doesn't work that way but I think you just gave me permission to like go slow and I feel like part of me was like battling like, oh my gosh, did this baby just like suck the mojo out of me? Or am I just really fulfilled in this moment? And that's okay too, you know? Yeah, no, I think it's, listen, at the end of our lives, we're going to look back and you're not going to say, damn, I wish I didn't spend time with my child and I built that coaching program in 2000. Yeah. There's yeah. not even a doubt of that. So as yeah. long as you're filling the need in your heart with the amount of time with your family, with your husband, yeah, like with your baby, then, you know, allocate the time. And if it takes you six months or two and a half years to launch a next level, then that's okay. As long as it's you. And listen, I learned a long time ago, I can't compare myself to anybody else. There's some people who think I'm insane the way I work. There's some people who think I should work harder. I work at the space that works for me. And when I'm at this level, I'm a really good dad. And my kids are still strive to go to another level. Well, simultaneously, I don't miss a game. I don't miss, miss practices. I don't miss anything important. In fact, I'm working from home today because my son woke up with a fever this morning and he's on the couch right now. And it's like, I just called everybody and said, except for the call with Jenna, take everything off my plate. <laughs> well, thanks for not leaving me. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. No, that's amazing. Okay. So my next question is, so things are obviously like working well. Our funnels are w- working really well. We do not have any sort of scorecard or EOS system in place. I just started reading the book Traction off of recommendations from peers. But do you think, you know, I feel like it's kind of insane when I look at this, the fact that we haven't really been going off of big scorecards or goals. We don't have team meetings. Like my team operates very independently. And I feel like now that I'm coming back and my brain is a little bit more scattered, I want to be able to jump on with my entire team every Monday, have sort of goals for things like downloads and sales and conversions and growth and and look at real feedback of good reviews and bad reviews, any refund requests, things like that. Do you use a certain system in your business or some sort of like EOS or a scorecard? Like how do you guys kind of run the numbers so that everyone's on the same page? Yeah. So so first off, I want you to know, don't beat yourself up of like, how did we do this? Because your drive, your passion, and your ability to bring in the right people shows yeah. me that you got here because of the values you've created, the mission you've created, the, the culture you've created. I went a really long way, Jenna, like tens of millions of dollars a year before I did any of that. And then yeah. when I realized everybody was doing it, I was like, oh, wow, did I get lucky? Like, <laughs> like I don't know. Like, I'd sit and people go, what's your scorecard? Or what's your, you know, what yeah. are your, people like, how, do you, how do you document your SOPs? I literally was in a yeah. meeting not, not 20 years ago. I'm talking like, yeah, not that long ago. And somebody, okay, good. And in my head, I'm like, like, yeah, you're right. Google. <laughs> signature, like, like standing operating procedure, right? Like, yeah. I, I remember I was well over 10 million a year and someone said, what are your most important KPIs? And I'm like, um, yeah, uh, I feel the bathroom. Let me get back to you on that. performance Okay, I get it. Like my metrics, right? Now yeah. I get that stuff, but I just, I wasn't that savvy in that world. And then I'll just tell you the next evolution of where you're going. It's a must. Like 
you don't yeah, agree. Your, your team need like if you think of it real simple, your team can be motivated to play a game. But if you say on a weekend, we're all going to play baseball for a weekend, and you gather your whole team up and you play a softball game and you all have fun. But if you went three, four months and you never kept score or never had a feeling of what the prize is or what the goal is, people would lose interest. People don't play games unless they know if they're winning the game. So what's good about a scorecard, not only to watch your metrics and see where you have room to grow and see that, you know, a next level of analytics show that you should be pushing 90% of your traffic to the email product, not this other product, all those things come. But more than anything, when your team knows if they're winning or losing the game, they're inspired because they're winning or they're fighting because they want to get to where they need to be. So a scorecard is really important for that. Your team needs to know if they're winning and you're going to love it. too. So I love the uh, entrepreneur operating system. EOS is, is fantastic. It's built for the entrepreneurial business like yours. When you're done reading that, read uh, Rocket Fuel right after. Okay. Those are the two. Traction and Rocket Fuel was what everyone was saying. Yeah, read those back to back. Rocket okay. Fuel aligned with with my personality, um, but Traction is the blueprint. So, and and here's the thing: don't beat yourself up if it's not exactly like they do it. Like we yeah. we have a process that's probably sixty percent of EOS and a little bit of another pro, uh, process that we've heard, and we kind of adapted our own. But it's important. So just know again, whether it takes you six months or a year, start yeah. implementing the process. I think we're going to do it really soon. Like yeah. next month, not even. Do people update it every day? Is it a weekly thing? Like how how often are people jumping in? So we have a weekly um, we have a weekly okay. report that shows everything. But we're about thirty days away from daily because we're just okay. we're growing fast. We need it because trends can, you know, when you're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars a week on advertising, you, you really mm-hmm. want to see the trend daily basis because a bad shift for six days could mean you know two hundred grand. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, and that's too, it was funny because, like, at the, I love end of year metrics. So I was looking at things at the end of the year. And like you said, there was like opportunities that we totally missed because we were pouring our energy into the wrong thing. So, I'm excited to get over there, but it is funny because we were talking to my team and they're all excited about it. So we just basically have to implement, I need to finish that book, but yeah. Okay. Well, that makes me feel better. Okay. The last question that I had written down for you, and it's more of just, I think, you know, me on a human level, so you can answer this a little bit better, but you know, in the last three years, I've experienced so much growth. I've really put myself around like high performing people like you and just joined masterminds and, and been with thought leaders. And one of the things that I've gotten feedback on lately that I'm really taking to heart is that it's almost like I've grown so much that my business is unrelatable or it like lacks that relatability that it had at the beginning. So it's easy for people to understand like a $300 camera to a $100,000 photography business. And so I think I just have to figure out like, how can I tie in where I am now and like teach people what's possible without alienating because people can't imagine a million dollars or things like that. And I I think I just get in my head now because I want to be relatable, but I also want to show the potential. Do you have any ideas on that? Yeah, no, I got a lot of ideas on that. In fact, <laughs> does that make no, sense? I'm like, I'm like in no, my head I, about it. Here's the thing. I am consciously aware of that question more than probably anyone you could ask because yeah. here's what I watch. I watch people who go from a camera to a $100,000 business. That was your analogy, right? Yep. I watch that. 
And they know what it's like to hunger to want more. They're reminded every day. So it's so easy to relate to people because, and this is the part you need to write down, is because you're entering the conversation already going on in the mind of the people listening to you because you're so, it's so fresh. The cut is still open. You know the desire. You know the envy of other people getting ahead and you're not. You know the envy of someone being able to stay with their child until 12 o'clock before they start work and you're getting up at 545, leaving yeah. your son or daughter with a babysitter or at daycare, right? Like you remember that pain so much that you write through that pain. You write through those desires, right? Yeah. And I've had so many businesses come out of this shoot like a, like a rocket taking off, right? And then all of a sudden life gets more fancy and you say, wow, I need to get a personal assistant and I need to get, build a new CRM. And oh my God, we got to get a new building. And what's the new back office? And, oh my God, do I need a bookkeeper? Do I need a full-time CPA? Like, how does that work? And oh my God, yeah, we should get a new house. Let's get a new house. Oh my God, if we're going to be in this house, what's the best private school in that area? And then, oh my God, yeah. my husband ran a country club so we can help people in the community. And that's how you get to know people. And then all of a sudden, this is the part. You're not living in the mind of your prospect anymore. You're solving right. bigger problems. And that's where the disconnect comes. And I watch so many people get to that million or five million, and then they don't understand why their business is plummeting. They're forgetting everything that got there. They're more into processes, systems, SOPs, KPIs, building a back CRM, building a reporting system. And you forgot the most important thing in your business is that you have to communicate on the level that the people that you're trying to serve need to hear. This is the part you need to write down. People will always buy from you, learn from you, and respect you if they feel understood, not when they understand you. Ah, and you yeah. got to like really hear that. Like people will buy from you when they feel understood. So you go, listen, I feel your pain. I'm here. I'm doing it. Like they, they go, oh, wow, Jenna gets me. The moment you're at a level where they don't think you get them is the moment your sales stop. The moment your business starts going down and you have no idea why you're yelling at the marketing department, you're like, like it's, it changes. So here's what I'd say is never forget that. I, I try, listen, I've been blessed. I just moved in the house of my dreams three months ago, like a house that I, when I was a kid, I would drive by and say, how does that even exist on the planet? But I have to tell you on the inside, I'm still that broke kid who was really scared that he was going to live a life making 600 bucks a week working in the local factory. And I never want to forget that. I try to stay humble. I still fear being broke. I hated all those things. So only thing, what I would share with you is always remember that people will be impacted by you if they feel understood. And you don't ever have to change that. You can go to the highest level in the world. You can make 20 million a year. Don't change the inside. I mean, I, in the last five years, especially, I just do, I just live, I, I'm, I'm not kidding. I live very like, I grew up as a blue collar worker. I worked on cars and real estate and I painted cars. I changed engines. I, I drove tow trucks. And I have to tell you, I'm still that guy on the inside. I, you mm -hmm. saw me, I wear a t-shirt every day of my life. I haven't worn a fancy watch in ages. I wear Nikes. <laughs> I have a closet that is bigger than the whole living room of the house I grew up in and the trailer I lived in when I was a kid. It's literally lined with like 10 different pair of Nikes. I have a hundred t-shirts in different colors. That's all I wear. But I kind of do a lot of that on purpose. I don't go to big fan. And, and listen, I'm not criticizing this, but I, I don't go to big fancy fundraisers. I don't like hobnob with other successful people. Not, not, I shouldn't say that. Like I'm not a part of like a society. Like I don't know any of my neighbors. Like they all seem really rich to me. 
Like literally, that's the way I feel. Like <laughs> his house, the neighborhood, and I, I pass him like, oh God, that guy seems so successful. But I keep that humility because I can't change people's lives if I'm talking about the country club or the the jet that I flew on last week. I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. sense, but just- No, it does. It does. And it's funny too, because it's like, Right after Puerto Rico, me, my mom and sister went to California and like my mom had never flown first class in her entire life. And I had never done it until like a year ago. And I was like, I'm flying all the time and I'm exhausted. I think it's finally time to like deserve that in my life. But it is it's I think what was happening too with our content and the more that you talk about this, the more that it's like reminding me is that like I was going bigger, 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 where it's like my I got to go back and meet my audience where they're at, which is why even like recording and sharing things like behind the scenes with my team and like conversations with my mom and things like that so that people can see like, we're still there, like the heart is still there. Nothing has changed. I mean, we live in a very humble home. And like, we have nice things, but that doesn't make me forget about like our two bedroom apartment, you know, so I think it was just that growth. But I want to tell you something. Do not apologize for your success. And I'm telling you, everyone's cheering you on. Listen, there's 5% of the world that won't cheer you on, that will tell you you think you're cool, that, oh, you got the bigger house, you think you're cool. Unfortunately, they don't build statues of critics. Those people are (laughs) doomed. You know what? I don't give up on them. I still want to convert them. But if they look through those eyes, they'll never have it themselves because envy eats up everything. I guarantee 95% of your listeners, your followers, people that you serve on a daily basis, people that you light up, fire up with your podcasts and all the things that you do, they want you to win. They want you to grow. They want you to make more money. They want Because you know why? They see them in yourself. They see the opportunity for them to get where you are. So don't dare apologize for it. I want to make that distinction. Grow, make more money, make more impact. Don't apologize for it. Just don't forget their voice is different. So if you start talking at that level, it'll just be a disconnect. So it's like, hey, I'm still Jenna, but I'm crushing it. And that means if I did, hell yes, you could do the same thing. Yeah. Isn't there a thing like with the presidential election that the person that speaks to people like they're in third grade usually wins? (laughs) Yeah, they say. You know? We got to we got to go back. We got to go back and just remember that. That's so good. Okay. Well, I don't want to eat up any more of your time. Is there any challenges or things that you want me to work on before we connect again? So I would say, think back at before, like literally, because I know the chaos of running a business and then being a parent and then trying to juggle it all and then grabbing flights and not wondering what to say yes to and what to say no to and new opportunities, speaking on stages. And you're like, oh my God. And it's just, you're not worried about the same things today that you were five years ago from today or three years ago today. So I would just challenge you to write down when there was a time you didn't know if you were going to be successful. When you felt like, wow, what, what if this is all life has to give? And think about that. Like I've said this before in a, in a TV show that I, I did, but there was a time you looked in the mirror and said, wow, is this all there is? Like I thought I'd be further ahead now. Like put yourself in that state, not to make yourself depressed, but literally put yourself back in that state and remember the three things that dominated your thoughts when you didn't know if you were going to make it. And I would, I would write those down and put them wherever you film, whenever you do a podcast and just remember what it felt like when you didn't think it was possible. Because now, yes, I want to inspire people, but man, I know I touch their hearts the most when I get on their level and go, man, I know what 
this feels like. So I know you do, listen, I want to tell you something. This is nothing you don't already do intuitively. You're amazing yeah. at what you do, Jen. Yeah. In that. But it's really good to remind yourself and you watch. You think of those three and the next time you do a podcast or you're on stage or you're, you have an audience in front of you, share those three feelings and watch the DMs blow up. Watch the messages blow up. Watch people go crazy in the audience and you're like, oh, okay, okay, I remember. So that's yeah. that's my little homework assignment. Okay. I love that. I love that. Okay. Well, I will let you know how the EOS update is going. I might ask you or Jeremy or someone on your team, if you can just even send me like a snapshot of the metrics you guys are looking at or things like that, just to kind of help us set the right parameters. I think I I can send you what I'm thinking too in my mind, but I feel like I've got a good grip on it, especially once I finish that book. I just need to finish that up but thank you so much give that well, beautiful fiance of yours a hug i miss her well, he said hi she she loved you by the way so i love her too okay we'll thank you so much you're the best all right see ya okay how was that I really want to know what you guys are thinking. I'm dying to hear what you thought and if this is something you'd want us to bring back because I love being transparent with you guys about what I'm struggling with. I feel like it helps you to kind of see deeper into what we're working on and what we're excited about over here. But man, like Dean just fires me up. I get off these calls and I'm just like ready to take on the world. I feel like I need to go run five miles and think through everything. I mean, I'm talking really fast right now because I'm just so excited. So I hope that this was helpful for you. Again, if you want more info about Dean, he said the best place to go is to check out this new thing that he's been working on with Tony Robbins, who is also just on the podcast. You can head to jennaslink.com, save your seat. The training is happening in a week. And if you're listening to this episode, episode long after it aired, you can still get the training. Head to jennaslink.com. I'm so excited about the training. I'm even more excited about what they put together to implement that into my own business in my own timing, like Dean said. But man, that call really just got me excited and also gave me permission to be content with where I'm at. Because it's really easy for me to be with these next level business people, some of the smartest business people in the world and wondering, did I lose my mojo? Did I lose my drive? Is it weird that I like love being a mom, but I still want to create amazing content? And I feel just really free after that call to continue moving, but just to move at my own pace and to not set crazy deadlines. So Regardless of what you pulled out of that conversation, that was it. That's what getting coached is like. And whether you choose to attend the training with Dean or if you seek out a different mentor or a different business coach in your life, I hope that this just kind of gives you that permission and lets you see what business coaching can be like. Sometimes it's the more tactical questions, the numbers, the strategies, that kind of stuff. But sometimes you just need someone in your life to speak that truth and that permission and to give you the ability to believe that you can. And I can. I know I can. So Gold Diggers, I hope to see you inside that training with Dean and Tony. Again, it's jennaslink.com. Save your seat. J-E-N-N-A-S-L-I-N-K.com. I'm talking so fast. I'm worried that you just missed that. And until next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And again, let me know if you like this because we'll bring it on back if you did. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. 
Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.